The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Chrissy Coughlin, and I'm your host for Nature of Business. Thank you for joining us this fine, beautiful, sunny Wednesday morning. Uh, we are very excited to have with us Michelle Vizi. Michelle Vizi is the Executive Director for New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility, and they're doing some terrific work in the state of New Hampshire to bring together businesses all under the guise of corporate social responsibility, entrepreneurship, innovation, and the like. Welcome, Michelle. Well, thank you, Chrissy. I'm glad to be with you today. Uh, well, I'm thrilled to have you. This is exciting, and I know we've been uh, we've been looking forward to it for a few weeks now, and uh, it's fun to yeah. fi- <laughs> it's fun to finally have have you on the line. Um, so, why don't we start? Let's start with a little bit about you and what has led you to the executive director position uh, at New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility. Well, it's actually really was a very personal start. Um, Really, after spending 20 years in the high-tech industry, I I decided I wanted to change paths Mm -hmm. um, to pursue a career that would would more positively address the environmental issues that I saw my daughters would be facing in the future. So um, I came in contact with NHBSR initially when I was running uh, New Hampshire New Hampshire Sustainable Lodging and Restaurant Program, and I volunteered uh, for the Sustainability Committee, which at the time was tasked with creating a high-level sustainability assessment tool, and I just found I met so many wonderful business people in the state through NHBSR, and I was always inspired after attending their annual conferences, so when the ED position um, became open, um, I jumped at the opportunity to work daily with all of these people committed to sustainability and CSR. Terrific. So... Tell us a little bit about the work in general about New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility. It would be fun for our listeners who don't know much about the organization, what you're really trying to do in this state. Sure. So we're we're a member-based organization, and we're really trying to work to encourage sustainability um, in all organizations through the state. So a lot of our programming is really designed to allow participants to kind of learn and share um, corporate uh, social responsibility and sustainability best practices. Um, And we do this through a number of different formats, and we try to use those learning experiences to drive change um, in, in the business environment in New Hampshire. Uh, so we host conferences and lunchtime webinars. Um, both of those cover a wide range of the latest issues and trends in sustainability and social responsibility. Um, but then we also do things like go on tours, which are wonderful opportunities to vis- visit businesses that have demonstrated leadership in their area of um, sustainability or CSR and, and allows attendees to really learn firsthand about the, those businesses' journeys. Um, it, the big thing, though, is that all of our events include opportunities to network because we really feel that making these connections with other business people and organizations is really a critical component to expanding what you're able to do uh, within your business um, mm-hmm. when you return. Mm-hmm. So what is the state of, of, of the socially responsible business in New Hampshire? Are you finding that your membership is growing, the interest is growing from, you know, all the way from younger generations? to com- companies who have been in business for decades? Yeah, it's, it's 
great. Uh, New Hampshire has really been in, in a very strong position for a while. Um, as an organization, we've always felt that it's best, um, the best way to encourage more socially environmentally responsible business in the state is really to demonstrate the financial benefits of those practices. Um, and luckily, we have a wealth of businesses that demonstrate just that and are open to sharing their best practices with others. Um, of course, there are companies like Stonyfield Farm and Timberland that immediately come to everyone's mind. Mm. And they're both companies that have been bought by larger companies and are now sharing the value of sustainable business with their parent companies. Um, but we also have other incredible leaders in the state, companies like Hypertherm, which is a Hanover manufacturer of advanced uh, metal, uh, metal cutting products. Um, they actually grew up from a garage operation to what's now an international business, employing over a thousand people in New Hampshire. Yeah. And they not only demonstrate their commitment to CSR through environmental sustainability, but they also really focus a lot on their employees and the community um, through a lot of their socially focused initiatives, which include things like you know paying for volunteer time and health and wellness programs. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, um, one of my contacts there shared that last year they had almost 80% of their employees volunteering in the community which I think is a great statistic. Um, But we also have companies like WS Badger that are in Gilsum that they've built their whole body care um, business product line um, into an international success, really focusing on organic ingredients and caring for the environment and their employees like mm-hmm. with small a small company approach. Um, they do um, neat things like serving a free daily company-wide lunch uh, featuring local and organic ingredients. And I've been there to share it with them. It's a wonderful event. Um, but we also have like you know, little companies like Sequoia Technologies out in the Manhattan region, and they created this wonderful program called Sequoia Seeds that um, allows their customers to pick nonprofits in the areas that 5% of their um, business is donated to the nonprofit in technical assistance. Hmm. So, you know, even though, I mean, those are just like a, a few examples of the businesses that we can draw from, um, but we still we still want to keep expanding it. We have those lots of success success, I can't even talk, success stories, but we also think that we can do a better job and and become even a better place to do business, and we hope that by sharing um, the benefits of sustainability that we can demonstrate commercial success um, throughout business in New Hampshire and provide our residents an even better place to live. Right. So, what is the the feedback mechanism for companies who who join join the organization? Do Do they come in and pitch to you and you say, okay, you meet our need, you know, requirements, or are you willing to nurture them and have them come in and learn from other companies who have been doing this for a while? Yeah, definitely more the latter. So we're not we're not a certification program, um, but we really we have companies that really are on all areas of the spectrum of sustainability, from companies that are just trying to figure out what it's all about and why they might be interested in doing it, to you know the leaders that I've described. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, the strength of our organization is in its members. Um, Basically, I I think you can say that companies that are involved in sustainability are really a little bit different. Like, they really want to encourage more sustainability and social responsibility. 
outside of their company walls. So they're really big on sharing what they're doing, um, what their experience with these initiatives are, both their successes and their challenges. Um, and even though we don't have a formal mentoring program in place, these organi- organizations are really good about um, working with each other and sharing um, the things that worked best for them. And really having that ability to reach out to others um, when you're, you're addressing an issue around sustainability in your organization is really important to driving that change. That was my. That was going to be my next question about the the formal mentoring program because I think that's something that's that's enormously valuable. So even though you don't have a formal mentoring program, you've got companies who have a rapport and a relationship whereby they feel comfortable calling up each other and sharing ideas and best practices. Well, and that's it's really been one of our strengths because over and over again we hear from our members that you know it was so helpful for them to be able to call so and so. I just. Um, spoke with somebody in Maine who had met um, someone from Hypertherm and actually, you know, they kept the conversation going because this Maine company was very interested in doing some of the things that Hypertherm has done. Hmm. And um, our contacts there were just thrilled to to help them and share their experiences. And and they were able to really... um, take what they were doing several steps further because of that support from Hypertherm. And that's just one example. It's just something that our members are really good about um, sharing with each other. Even when there's a competitor um, in their own industry, they're still very willing to um, to talk to them about what's worked and, and what hasn't. That's great. It's good to hear about the, the competition because that's only going to elevate what they do you know, in terms right. of the marketplace. So are there any general trends that you're seeing that you're hearing from companies with regard to, you know, corporate social responsibility and are there any specific topics that companies are are talking about or concerned about? Well, I think one of the biggest things that comes up over and over again is probably really um, how to effectively engage shareholders, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not shareholders, but stakeholders. So how do you really get your employees, your suppliers, your customers, and in some cases, as I mentioned, your shareholders really involved with your CSR? efforts. Um, you know, there are a lot of companies who've been really successful at it, like Stonyfield and Timberland. And when when you can really get everyone engaged, it, it's really a way to share uh, fantastic new ideas, kind of a, a new, um, you know, a breath of fresh air, um, ideas for improvement, and, and oftentimes um, ideas for driving new revenue streams come out of that communication. But I think one of the things that companies are a little bit leery of is that you know, there have also been cases where companies have really gotten ahead of themselves and started really marketing you know, what their missions and their goals are before they really have a lot of substance in place to back up what their plans are. And you know, oftentimes, they get you know nailed for not really having um, you know the the real initiatives in place, or the other companies who really have um, used sustainability efforts as a way to blanket some of the things that they should be improving. They're not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. I so I think sometimes management hears those stories and they're a little bit reluctant to communicate their story, um, which, you know, it's unfortunate because it really keeps the, you know, the community and the customers from from getting involved in what they're doing. So what we're trying to do is, is to really develop programs to help them learn how they can really effectively communicate those stories. What are, what are some of those, those, those programs or the ways that you, you are working to engage, let's say, employees? Well, but... Um, 
we, we certainly have programming around that, webinars. Um, we're actually launching um, a new um, program, which is a sustainability roundtable, and we decided to do them with a re- regional focus so that we're getting out into all areas of the state. Mm. Um, the first one's going to be, be in the Monadnock region. We have one in the Upper Valley. We're going to have one in the Seacoast and, and um, the Merrimack Valley, but it's really to get um, business people, community leaders, um, you know, customers, et cetera, all together to kind of talk about issues that are important in that region. Um, we're starting off with a really general um, discussion and it is actually focused on this very topic of um, you know effectively involving your your stakeholders and what are the issues around it so um, that idea is to really bring people together to to discuss what um, the opportunities are what their challenges have been how they can be better you know how people like to learn about things so the idea is to really get people together and to discuss more Mm -hmm. Um, and then we'll follow those up really with another level like a a forum level where we'll bring in experts so the initial round table is really just to get people discussing and sharing ideas um, but then really bring in some experts who've done it before to share their ideas and then to further discuss how um, these people in the communities can can um, expand their efforts that's really neat so the the round tables who who's who shows up for the round tables is it or is it everybody for, everybody's welcome from a company is it primarily geared towards the the leadership the community well, it, I mean, the, you know, the idea of a roundtable is really to have all the participants. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly NHBSR is a business-focused organization, so, you know, that's our first area. We're always inviting um, business leaders, employees, you know, anyone, you know, basically who's who's interested in sustainability. It okay. doesn't have to be, you know, the CEO of a company. Um, it can certainly just be someone who's very interested in, in getting their company more focused. Right. Um, but so that's our first focus, but we also recognize that it's really important to get your customers, your suppliers, um, you know, the, the community itself involved. And so that's why we're opening the roundtables up to everyone. It's a free event. Um, mm-hmm. We're not limiting it to NHBSR members. We just want anyone who's interested in the community to participate. Right, right. Um, so the first one actually is going to be hosted by Antioch University and um, their net impact chapter, which is actually um, a group of students in their graduate programs who are very focused on sustainability. Um, they're going to be the hosts um, with us for that event. So we'll have um, a student um, aspect as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, what other, other I know that we, we often, George and I on the show, will we'll plug a lot of your events that are going on um, around the area. What are some other events that are coming up, let's say perhaps in September, that would be fun for our audience to hear about? I'm, I know that you, there's a, uh, the, I guess the deadline is September 5th or around that time. I'm, I'm trying to find it now on your website um, uh, about nominating right. companies. Right, for the best companies. Um, that's that's a partnership that we have with Business New Hampshire Magazine. Um, and that process, it does have a sub- September 5th deadline, so people still have time to submit their entries. But it's really, um, you know, learning about the, the workplace best practices of companies in New Hampshire. And it's really been an incredible... Um, opportunity for for us, you know, as NHBSR, but um, also the business community in general to really learn about some um, exciting programs that companies have implemented. Um, the the actual um, submission deadline is September 5th, but 
um, that's not the only way companies can participate. Um, we spend a fall um, with um, Business New Hampshire Magazine and, and uh, Bruce Mass Associates also um, is a leader in the judging process, actually judging those applications. But then in the beginning of the year, there's an event called The Breakfast with the Best, and that's where the winners of this competition are actually showcased and attendees at this breakfast in Manchester um, can actually question the panel and really mm. delve in and learn in depth about what these companies do as far as you know their workplace programs and how they really become a company that people really want to be um, employed by. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for people. Um, but that um, you know that's one thing. We also have a lot of events going on in September and throughout the fall. Um, so we we continue with our webinar series um, on September twelfth. Uh, we have one um, a, a noontime program, which is Sustainable Ownership for Sustainable Businesses. Um, we have a go-on tour on the 13th um, at 5.30 at Amenico, which is in Pittsfield, and they're this wonderful company that um, is taking um, cooking oil from New England, keeping it in New England, um, and processing it into fuel oil um, that's then distributed in New England. So it's really creating jobs here locally um, in, in a green way. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, we're having our first in our series of regional roundtables um, in Keene. That's on September 18th. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have another um, webinar um, on noon um, on September 26th, which is um, a great opportunity for manufacturing companies to learn more about um, how they can successfully um, address safety in their workplace and um, earn OSHA's voluntary protection program. And Hyperthermes actually um, going to be featured in that one and talk about what they've done. Okay. So, and there's also a lot of things going on in October and November, so we encourage people just to go on our website right. um, to learn more about all of them. Right. I was going to say all of these webinars are just, if you go on the um, nhbsr.org site, you can see all of these on the right-hand side. You just have to scroll down and they're all listed there really you know with, with, right with and we links. also have a calendar which goes into more um, depth okay. on all of the other events as well oh yes right here in the quick links and and the, 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 those are just good easy events you know they're hour long or hour and a half long easy to easy to attend and just you know learn and network and it's uh, it's it's good it's really really good stuff um, so how about some of the 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 I love examples and I think it's fun for you know audience and I know we've talked about a few but are there some real prominent success stories that really make you particularly proud um, proud of uh, perhaps it's a business that's really made strides under your guidance well as I mentioned before we do have a lot of success stories um, to share although I really don't want to say that they're under the guidance of NHBSR <laughs> because we try to provide the access to the tools and the resources and connections sure. to assist the companies but it's really what these these people do when they go back to their or own organizations to really you know, implement sustainability into the core of their businesses so I, I really can't take credit for it or we as an organization can't but one of them that I love to share um, because I think it's um, you know, interesting to the state is Manadnock Paper Mills in Bennington. Hmm. Um, until really recently, they were like, they were the last surviving paper mill in the state, and they're actually thriving. Um, their focus has been on sustainable operations. They use renewable energy sources, um, and they provide niche products that really reflect their environmental ethic. They have a thing, like, they have so many cool products. <laughs> um, they have a, an unplastic gift card, which is, is made from renewable paper sources, not petroleum. Huh. 
and the gift cards are being used by a lot of national chains now, retail chains. They're making a huge splash. Um, they've been working with um, an organization called G3 to develop a sustainable wine label, um, which is going to feature the sustainability aspect aspects of um, the wine that consumers are looking at, you know, to purchase what they've, they've actually done. But the label itself is what Mananox going to be um, creating, um, which is it'll be manufactured from post-consumer recycled content using um, renewable energy, energy sources and will still stand up to, in the case of a um, you know, white wine to icing too. So um, they have a lot of exciting things going on there. But I think, you know, just their success has really been based on their sustainability focus. So mm-hmm. it's a fun story to tell. That is a fun one. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in or listening and wondering with whom I'm speaking, it is Michelle Vizi, and she's the executive director for New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility. So one of your partnerships is with the University um, of New Hampshire, their Whittemore School of Business and the UNH Sustainability Academy. And we, um, as you know, we had Fiona Wilson on the show a couple of weeks ago. Right. T- tell us, it was a great conversation. Um, tell us a little bit more about, about this partnership. Well, it's a really exciting partnership. Last fall, we just launched um, the first um, Institute for Corporate Sustainability at UNH's campus in Durham. Um, we had 22 professionals from around the Northeast, as far as way, uh, as far away as uh, New Jersey and Connecticut. Um, and the institute um, was is really a three-day immersion program in sustainability. Um, it's designed to equip leaders with the tools and connections that they need to further um, their business's focus on environmental and social socially responsible business. And the coursework is really designed to build their understanding of the issues and trends and to learn how their organization can benefit and how they can successfully drive change. Uh, so. Um, but the neat thing about the Institute is that the attendees can then really apply what they learn by continuing on to get their certificate in corporate sustainability. Um, and this they can do by going beyond that three-day program and developing a capstone project that's just custom to their environment um, to complete under the guidance of a mentor with expertise in their area of interest. And that program goes on six months over the, the six months following the Institute, um, and they, they finish up that um, program by doing um, presentations to their other fellow um, uh, certificate um, attendees. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's it's been a great way for people to network and really um, develop uh, fantastic connections with other companies. Sure. Um, and this year's institute is actually going to be held on November 7th through the 9th um, at UNH in Durham. And um, people that are interested in learning more about the um, the curriculum or um, just the people who are involved, um, the, the type of people, it's basically designed for people in mid to upper um, levels of management or owners of companies, um, but definitely people who are involved in the business world um, so that it, 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 it really integrates a lot of real world um, case study, like bringing your experience back in your company into the, the, the coursework. So mm-hmm. um, we encourage people to look either at NHBSR's website or or the, the um, certificate has its own uh, website, which is sustainabilitycertificate.org. Okay, great. So we encourage people to take a look. Okay, that's that's great. So are, are you having um, participants come from other uh, states as well, Maine, Massachusetts, or is it primarily New Hampshire? Well, yeah, probably the majority of the, the participants are New Hampshire, but um, as I said last year, uh, we had um, 
people from Maine, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Connecticut as well. So, okay, so it's still continuing. Um, okay. And even um, the Connecticut and New Jersey participants actually um, participated in the certificate program. So they went on into capstone projects. Wow. Um, Bill O'Hearn from New Jersey just did his capstone um, presentation via, um, you know, an online um webinar for us. Um, he and um, George Parmenter from uh, Hannaford's in Maine actually presented to their fellow students and mentors and, and instructors. So mm-hmm. we had a great interactive discussion around their presentations. So, but otherwise, um, we hold um, the, the final presentations at Timberland um, and people get together for um, um, some networking, mm-hmm. um, and those networking opportunities continue at other times throughout the Capstone Project as well. So it was a really fun way for people to, you know, stay connected with others and really talk about the challenges that they had and, and also the successes that they've had and really um, encourage each other. Of course. Well, we have time for, for one more question. It's, it's a big one um, in terms of the, the plan, the, the NHBSR plan. What, what's, what's, what's on the horizon, let's say, the next few years up to five years? What are, what are some things that are in store? Well, we really want to continue to grow the organization. So, you know, ultimately we keep looking to um, get a bigger, bigger um, piece of the New Hampshire business community involved in sustainability. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're continuing to look for ways to expand our programming to really um, make sure that people, you know, understand what the benefit is to them um, in, in getting involved in sustainability. Ultimately, our goal is really to make New Hampshire a better place to establish and maintain businesses. We feel like um, having a place that people can live and work amid a business community that values and exercises corporate social responsibility is really important, and there's a lot of value to be gained in that. So mm-hmm. um, we're always looking for new ways to reach out. So, And we also are developing more um, collaborative partnerships um, because there are a lot of other organizations who have similar interests. So there, you know, certainly are things that we've done, like, you know, reaching out with, um, working with UNH's Whittemore School of Business and Economics and the Sustainability Academy, but also, you know, working with um, not only, you know, Business New Hampshire Magazine partnerships that we have now, but we're also reaching out and trying to help connect, um, you know, other nonprofits to businesses so that we can more effectively um, connect them to work better in the community. So we have a new program, um, which is called Request for Volunteers, and that's where nonprofits can actually submit, um, you know, information about events or ongoing needs that they have to the business community um, so that we can better connect them and get businesses involved in local events. Um, So we're we're always looking to develop more collaborative partnerships Mm -hmm. and and just get the word out as much as we can. That's great. And, you know, the good news is that New Hampshire is a really terrific state to do business in general. So you're, um, you're starting from a good place. Right. So. Well, and it's, I, I think it was um, um, CNBC or, or one of these organizations just um, listed New Hampshire as, one, as the best state in the country to live in, and, and I can <laughs> certainly echo that. But we also believe it's, it's the best state to do business in, and we're really proud of what our businesses are doing. Right, absolutely. Well, I'm proud to be doing a show up in New Hampshire, too. It's been, it's, it's so fun to, to, to learn about, you know, so much that's going on in a state that's relatively small. You know, there's, there's yes. just a lot going yep. on. A lot of heart here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Well, thank you, Christy. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 
The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.